0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for August 4th is Nahum, or Nahum, chapters 1 through 3, and that is the full book. There are lots of different things at play here, and if you just read it, if you just blaze through this book without stopping, pausing to get your bearings, it might be difficult to understand what's taking place it is a prophecy against the city of Nineveh and by extension the Assyrian kingdom Nineveh was the capital and you'll remember Jonah was famous most notable of the prophets for having traveled to Nineveh to share a prophecy a a correction a word saying basically repent or else and the people of Nineveh did repent Even the king had the cows and the livestock fasting in repentance for their sin. But now we're 100, maybe 120 to 150 years past that time. And the final destruction of Nineveh is upon us. So we're roughly somewhere in the neighborhood of the 7th century B.C., And the chapter, the book chapter one begins with a picture of God and the subject being God's vengeance. Yahweh is a jealous and avenging God. He takes vengeance and is in he's fierce in wrath. He takes vengeance against his foes, his enemies He is furious with his enemies. He is slow to anger, but great in power. And it says he will never leave the guilty unpunished. And then we turn in verse seven to this declaration of the destruction, this prophecy against the city of Nineveh. And as with so many biblical writings, it's, it fully applied to that, Day and time to that city, the people in that city. But there's another meaning that's perhaps yet to be un- unfulfilled. And I believe that many of the writings against the wicked can be applied legally, spiritually, to wicked people, wicked nations, wicked governments even today and in the future because the principles of what God does and who God is have not changed. Sometimes we have the misunderstanding that God in the Old Testament was different somehow than the God we serve today. Jesus coming did change everything except for who God is except for how God thinks. And people have always been justified by faith, and their faith has always resulted in works. That's the story throughout the Bible. If you truly believe in God, you will do your best to walk with him, to obey him, and follow him. And a lot of people have always said that they believed in God, all of the different nations around Israel even going back thousands of years the people knew the name of God Yahweh or however it was pronounced and they feared him yet they didn't serve him and they didn't forsake their other gods and so they received judgment and when God's people were chosen from the foundations of the world, even before God created time from before time, before time began, God chose us in him to be saved. And he sent his son to die while we were still sinners, even before you and I today, before our parents going back a thousand generations had even conceived of us knowing all of the wrong that we were going to do all of the pride we were going to be guilty of all of the selfishness that we were going to walk in he still sent his son to die for us and it's It's the people who are willing to engage with him to say, please come and change me who will be saved. The people of Nineveh, this is not saying every single one of them was going to die. But God was going to turn on its head the the culture of the city that had sustained itself on the wickedness of the people. It says in chapter three, verse four, because of the continual unfaithfulness of the unfaithful, the active mistress of sorcery who treats nations and clans like merchandise by her prostitution or fornication and sorcery. I am against you. So God is declaring to this city in verse four of chapter three, because of the continual my translation actually says the prostitution of the prostitute and if you look up the hebrew that word here in the csv translated prostitute is really harlot or sexually immoral but it, it could refer to religiously immoral like it's, it's the same word used of israel chasing after false gods The crux of it is being unfaithful to the one who loves you most, who provides for you, who has your best interest at heart, the one you are married to. And yet you're going away from that perfect husband, chasing after pleasures in the flesh that will only lead to your own destruction That's the picture of people in Nineveh back then, the government of Nineveh back then, the Assyrian kingdom back then, and what's going on in the world today in our own government. How many politicians are corrupt? How many how many politicians are selling people out? for their own financial gain or to keep themselves in office or for whatever reason. How many of us who have no political power are selling out somebody to enrich ourselves? We're unfaithful as a nation. We are putting ourselves first as a nation it's what is ingrained in us. And yet we know it's wrong until we're told the lie so many times that we begin to believe it. And God is saying to Nineveh 2,700 years ago, and to America today, and to the entire world choose today who you are going to serve. In the words of Joshua, as for me and my house, We will serve Yahweh and I'll do it imperfectly. I will not do it perfectly. I need his grace every day. God come forgive me and father change me. I don't want to be this way. I don't want to remain as I am. God change me, please. I plead the blood of Jesus over my house and over my family. And over myself and over my mind and over my unfaithful heart. God, please change me and make me like you so I can partner with you to advance your kingdom. I need your grace. Father, please. My friends, we need him. We need him to come and to change us so that we can do what he's calling us to do. And it's only by walking in that calling that we will ever feel fulfilled. It's only by walking in that calling of that partnership with God, where he can call us friend, that we can do what he wants us to do. And only when we are doing what he wants us to do, will we ever be truly happy. That's my wish for you, true happiness, everlasting joy. As you seek him and he blesses you and may he bless you richly. We'll see you tomorrow.